Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story for this week, the championship picture and the legendary fighting federation. We've had a lot of championship matches this week. We've also had some announcements about upcoming matches. I'm going to start off talking about the championship matches from this week. I'm going to get as close to chronological order as possible as to what happened first. If I make a mistake, I apologize. The first match I'm aware of that happened this week was the hardcore championship match. Chris Pate, who won the Hardcore Number 1 Contender Tournament, took on the champion, Jeff McPeak, in a tables match. The champion played as Pretty Boy Snow. The challenger was playing as Big Bad Bobby D. This match ended up going to crowd meter one, and it was a very close, even back-and-forth match. In the end, Chris Pate is able to win the turn roll he needs. Plays his grapple finish. I believe he rolled a 10. And the champion was unable to break out. Chris Pate becomes the new hardcore champion. Congratulations to Mr. Pate. The next championship match was for the Deep Six Championship match. This is the six-stop format. You can only have six stop cards in your deck. It was the champion, Rowdy Ron, versus the challenger, Chris Pate. Now, I reported last week that, and this was based on the information I was getting, Chris Pate was the number one contender, having won the number one contender event. However, he was also the number one contender for the hardcore. And if he won the hardcore, the second place finisher in the number one contender event, Stephen Hines, Mr. Moneymaker, would become the new number one contender. Chris Pate won the hardcore but was still the number one contender against Rowdy Ron. So that was a surprise. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know when that changed. But Chris Pate is the contender versus Rowdy Ron for the Deep Six Championship. Rowdy Ron, the champion with Kid Thunder, the flip version that flips to Man Thunder. Chris Pate playing as Rao Perry, the competitor he used in the contender tournament. No stipulations here outside of the you know, deep six, six stop stipulation I told you about earlier. The winner here at crowd meter one, Rowdy Ron. Rowdy Ron is still the deep six champion. I believe this is his first successful defense. Congratulations to him. He's able to overcome the new hardcore champion, Chris Pate, almost a dual champion, just comes up a bit short. The next championship match is one that was supposed to happen last Sunday, but the champion did not appear, so it was rescheduled. And this time, the LFF Trios champion, the corrugated cardboard villain, is on hand to defend against the challenger, Prince Butters. The corrugated cardboard villain is the champion with the first triumvirate. The challenger, Prince Butters, is using the Brony Cup. This trio's match goes to crowd meter one, no stipulations. The challenger gets an early pinfall 
using bootlegger to stop a finish card, I believe, from the champion. Rolls a 27, but the champion kicks out, and then the champion goes on at crowd meter one to win the match. He is still the trio's champion. Congratulations to the corrugated cardboard villain. The final championship match from this week is the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship. The champion, the Fireball with My Girls, takes on the challenger, Chad Gropak, using Gold Standard. The challenger was able to have a shot at the Tornado Tag Belt because his faction, the Higher Class, won Faction Wars 2, and he is cashing in the shot his team earned from Faction Wars 2. This was a very lopsided match. The challenger won roll after roll. Eventually, at crowd meter zero, he hits the finish, and he is able to put away the tag team champion, Chad Gropak, newest member of the SRG Hall of Fame, becomes the LFF Tornado Tag Team Champion. Congratulations to him. Speaking of Faction Wars 2, it's been announced that on April 27th, there will be a match for the Underworld Tag Team Championship, a.k.a. the Real Tag Team Championship. They're calling it various things. This is the Tag Team Championship currently held by Chris Pagillo as Danny Limelight and Le Penguin as the flip version of Smiley. They're going to be challenged April 27th, like I said, by another contender who received the opportunity from his faction winning Faction Wars 2. Kid Thunder is going to be representing the higher class, playing as Aerolithic, and his partner will be Impact's James Booker playing as the Mad One. They are the team of the Jaw Jammers. I am surprised by this. I did not know that the Faction Wars players could basically, in a tag match, bring in someone from outside their faction to be their partner with the tag uh, opportunity, with the tag contendership earned from that. So that's a surprise. But Jaw Jammers will challenge Freezing Frenzy for the Underworld Tag Team Championships a week from next Wednesday, April 27th. This will be after Talk of the Universe. The last championship match I have to talk about is the LFF Play Pure Championship. Although, again, it's more like a King of the Ring tournament or a G1 Climax. The champion, the current champion, Candy Mam, does not have actual matches for the championship. Instead, there are tournaments, and the winner of the tournament is crowned the Play Pure Champion. She currently wears the crown. There was some thought that the next Play Pure Championship would be held. The next tournament, that is, would be held at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo coming up next weekend. The general manager in charge of that, Jeremy Steigerwald, has announced that will not be the case. Instead, the next Play Pure Tournament to become the next Play Pure Champion will be at Origins. I'm a bit surprised it's going to be at Origins. I don't know how they're going to fit that in. There's already so many events at Origins. That's just another one they're going to have to squeeze in. We'll see when they do that. But that's when it's going to be. I know part of the thought process was that 
Candy Mam, the current reigning Play Pure champion, would not be at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. So they wanted to give her a shot by having the next tournament be at a convention she will be attending. I did see a post when this was announced from Candyman Dan that she and he will most likely not be attending Origins due to personal, you know, outside of the game life issues. I'm not going to go into that and respect their privacy. But it seems like the current belt holder will not be at Origins either. Kind of unfortunate, but that's the way it's going to be. Speaking of the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo, which unfortunately I will not be able to attend, I'd thought about it. I'd tried working some things out, and unfortunately I will not be there. We've had some announcements about what's going to happen. Friday night, there's going to be an after-hours event at the hotel. I believe they said it was the Embassy Suites Hotel, just like they did last year. Saturday, there's going to be a new South Pro Wrestling event, and the team will be attending that event. So if you're at the convention, you'll be encouraged Saturday night to go to the New South Pro Wrestling Show. Friday night, there will be that event, and then nothing Sunday. That's all that's been announced for Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. I did see the COO, Griff Briggs, tease a special prize at the convention. I don't know what that's going to be. He did not mention it. I wish he would have because time's running out at the point I'm recording this. We're less than a week away from the convention. To me, if you want to hype things up to maybe get some people to attend, the time to do that is now, if not sooner. The closer we get to the event, the less likely announcements will drive attendance to the event. I will do my best to report on what happens at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo on the next week's show. It will be over by the time the next week's show comes out. Speaking of future events, the next event taking place the week after the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo, Rumble at the Refuge at Refuge Gaming in Brunswick, Ohio, April 30th. It's a Create a Competitor tournament. There has also been a featured match announced for the event. The current Absolute Apex Heavyweight Championship will be on the line. The champion Kilted Gator will take on the challenger, Foxtail Huntress. That's all I have about that right now. In addition to the main Creative Competitor Tournament, there will be a featured match for the Absolute Apex Heavyweight Championship. If you're interested in going to Rumble at the Refuge, April 30th, the details are on the supershowthegame.com website. Under the event section, not the online event section, the event section, $30 entrance fee, you will get three brand new promo cards for attending. That is going to do it for the championship and for the event news. Let's talk about the CCC next. Match number six in round one of the 2021 Creator Competitor competition has wrapped. The people in the match were Rinrin Same, Nick Nimble, the top dog, Matt Nealon, and the boogeyman. The winner ends up being Rin Rinsame. Congratulations to Rin Rinsame for winning. 
I didn't see any promos from Rin Rinsame, so I'm a little surprised he won. But he did. He will be moving on to round two, joining JAC, Time Bomb Tim, Fotista, Steven Moonstar, Lauren Santiago, and with the bye, Vicious Vic Vandal. One match remains in round one. It's going to be a triad match. It was originally going to be a fatal four-way like all the other matches in round one. However, the Nightmare King dropped out of the tournament because somebody made the Nightmare King in the game. Therefore, there are three competitors left. We do not know who those competitors are. They should be announced, from what I understand, on the next episode of Talk of the Universe, April 20th. So look for that. Now, will the eight, the seven match winners, plus the gentleman with the bye, Vicious Dick Vandal, be the only people going on to round two? I don't know. To me, top eight is clean. I think that's a good thing to cut to. Top 16 is also clean, but that's a lot. If you advanced more people who didn't win in round one than who did win in round one, that, to me, winning should count for something. There should be more winners in round two than there were in round one. If you don't do 16, any other cut, to me, is going to be unclean. You know, 12 is going to create a scenario where if you eliminate half the people, you have six. Do you have triads? Do you have a triad finals? How does that work? So I think, and I would recommend top eight. I doubt that's going to happen. I would not be shocked to see a top 10, a top 12, which to me makes the math very strange. We could see a top 16, but again, I don't think so. I think the best thing is to make a top eight. Now, I know the plans for MSRG, and they've announced this, have this contest continue all the way through to Gen Con. It's April right now. Gen Con is in August. That's four more months. That's a long time if you only have eight people left. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe the contest wraps up early. Does it need to go all the way to Gen Con? Do we need four more months of this competition? I don't know. We'll have to see, but that's where we are right now. Match number six is in the books. One match remains in round one from the 2021 CCC, the triad match, and then who knows what's going to happen between the end of the triad match and round two. Those are pretty much the big stories from this past week. Let me give you some odds and ends. There's a Catalyst Pro Wrestling box set in the works. If you watch Expanding the Universe, they've been showing some of the competitors who are going to be in that box set being worked on. Check out that show if you're interested in seeing that. SRG Universe is also apparently creating a box set featuring independent women wrestlers for Super Show the Game. There was one image of an independent wrestler spoiled that presumably will be in this box set, Amber Nova. They showed off the card art, as well as, I believe, the stat line for her. 
I'm not sure if that's a final version, but that image was posted to the SRG Super Show discussion group. If you're interested in checking that out. There's been no update on Faction Wars 3. We still know it's the faction of Impact versus the higher class faction. No news on that. The current number one contender tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship of the Legendary Fighting Federation is underway. It's still in the top 32 round. From what I understand, players have until Wednesday night, April 20th, to get those matches completed. Other than that, no additional news. And finally, before I get to the results from the online tournaments from this past week, and there were only a couple of online tournaments from this past week, if you have any created content out there, either through the Kickstarter campaign or otherwise, SRG Universe is encouraging people to, as soon as they can, go to supershowthegame.com, find the created content section, fill out the created content form, including the images for the artist to use as reference, any descriptions you need to give, and then send that form in. I believe if you're doing the Kickstarter, then you will need to put an order number in. From what I understand, the order number is going to be the year 2022, and then your backer number. So if you're a backer number 50, your order number is 2022-50. Don't know if that's all run together, if there's a space between the 2022 and 50, but that's going to be the order number you include on your created content form if you're filling that out for the Kickstarter. Steve Resk was supposed to make a post about this on the SRG Super Show discussion group. I've yet to see that. Hopefully that comes out, but he's supposed to be making a post, clearing all that up because it came across as a bit confusing on Talk of the Universe last week when he discussed it. That is going to be all the news. Let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. Only two. The first, Monday Night Boss Fights. Again, the Dread Pirate Tech support still out of commission, still unavailable. So the boss is running this with assistance from various people. After the preliminary rounds, there was a cut to a top eight. In the quarterfinals, all the matches were special guest referee matches featuring Johan Sibelius as the special guest referee. Disqualification was still in effect. You could lose the match via disqualification. In the semifinals, all the matches were played under the dark match stipulation. And then in the finals, as well as in the third place match, the submission match stipulation was used. In fourth place, playing as Wrench Monkey was Time Bomb Tim. In third place, playing as Fox Assassin, Lucky Cat Nico. The finalists were Chris Pate playing as The Wreck and Bob Dunn playing as Robert the Brain Dunn. The winner, Bob Dunn, congratulations to him for winning Monday night's boss fights. Thursday night, we have Chibi's Thursday night fights. 20 players in this tournament. The preliminary rounds, the group stage, there were four groups, five players per group. Top two from each group advanced to the top cut. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were played using the tables match stipulation. In the semifinal round, all of the matches were played using the dark match stipulation. And the finals match, 
as well as the third place match was played using the Ring of Fire stipulation. In fourth place, playing as Ginny, the Italian Bombada. In third place, playing as Grande Gallo, the Grump Danny Thunder. The finalists were Chris Pate, playing as Big Bad Bobby D, and James Booker, playing as Numero Uno. So we have the current hardcore champion facing off against the holder of the Cuckoo's Fortune. The winner here with Numero Uno, James Booker. Congratulations to James Booker. Congratulations to Chris Pate for making back-to-back finals this week. As far as online tournaments coming up for next week, as of right now, there is nothing posted on Supershowthegame.com. However, look for something Thursday night. Look for something Monday night. Look for Dojo Tuesday night. I don't think we're going to see anything on the weekend because of the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. I could be wrong on that, and we could have something, but I'm expecting to only see online things Monday night, Thursday night, and then the Dojo Tuesday night. The Dojo, twitch.tv slash srguniverse. They have essentially matches where if you're a subscriber to the Twitch page, to the Twitch channel, you can enter a lottery if they pick you. You play online. You name a prize. If you win, you and the person you name get that prize. If you don't win that prize, that card, you name a card in Super Show the Game that's currently available on supershowthegame.com. If you lose your challenge, that card goes on sale on the website. That's the dojo. For I don't talk about that very much, but that's how the dojo works. With that being said, that's going to do it for this episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. Follow Outlaw Mudcast on Twitter. We are twitter.com slash Outlaw Mudcast. Capital O, capital M, no spaces. I'm asking people to do that because I'd like to get a media pass, a press pass for Origins Game Fair. If I can show them I have a significant number of followers, that will help do that. If you have Twitter, I'd appreciate you following the show's account. Other than that, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.